Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome. Oh, Father Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to praise you. We thank you for an opportunity to bring you thanks today, oh God. We thank you for that opportunity because many have not seen today. They didn't make it this year, oh God. But we stand here because of your goodness, because of your mercy, because of your purpose for our life, oh God. Lord, I ask of you, oh God, this morning that you speak through me, oh God. None of my words, but all of you, oh God. That your name may be glorified in this place, oh God. Lord, I ask for fertile ground here with a shout. And I ask that hearts are converted back to the Father, oh God. And that we leave here with a shout of praise and thanks even on our lips. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come sit down, everyone. Good morning, everyone. It's always very terrifying to share anything on any platform and um, especially in the house of the Lord if you ask me because you know there's a tendency that you come and um, you just want to speak of um, speak what of yourself you get to speak your own understanding of um, anything and while there's nothing wrong in that but there's also the place of um, missing out on the specific word that God has for his people that the enemy means the terror comes and so it's not a terror as in fear like the kind of fear that the enemy instills in you but it's a terror of you don't walk in error I just want you you know edify God's people so today what God had just said to me was that you know I just want you to remind the people what Thanksgiving is about it's a very simple message um, it's very short so um, the choir I think we should spend more of our time today in actual worship so I'll just lay the foundation and the background of what Thanksgiving is about something that you all know I think God is saying to me that I want the choir is intentional about Thanksgiving I don't want my people to come into Thanksgiving because the choir is singing great and marvelous songs that excite their spirit I want them to have an understanding of exactly that every time they open their mouths henceforth to give Thanksgiving unto God they know exactly why they are doing it they are not operating from a place of um, culture and practice but from a place of revelation and understanding and that's the simple message um, and by the way, Pastor Mo, I'm wearing flat shoes today, so I'm going to outdance you. <laughs> this one you're wearing suits today. I was like, ah, did I miss him? <laughs> ah, so, and so as I prepared for the sermon, um, he said to me that Thanksgiving, it's, it's from two Greek words. I'll refer to my notes if you don't mind, just so that I don't forget anything. He says the first word is um, something called charizomai, which means the grace. And the second is homologio, which is um, confessing, acknowledging. So it's basically confessing and acknowledging the grace of God over our lives. Because the very fact that we are standing here today with all our issues, flaws, victories, achievements, if by the grace of God, you see there's a finality to death. When you die, it's all over. If there was something God had sent you to do, you die. It's all over. Your family grieved until you achieve purpose. Do you know? The dead don't know they are dead. Well, except until their souls cross over into heaven or into hell. And this is me speaking to a body of believers. Grieving because something after death, right? Okay. So they are going through that. Then we on earth here are grieving because the person is gone. It's like the finality to it is all over. But, you know... Um, one of the things that God is saying to me is that to occur in a vacuum. Giving cannot occur in a vacuum of ignorance. It can't occur in a vacuum of ignorance. That is a certain level of awareness 
there's a certain level of intentionality that is required for you to come into a true place of thanksgiving let's spend like a minute and start to think of all the things that God has done for us before we do that growing up for many 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 years of my life um, I don't know if my family members knew they probably didn't know you know African parents are not very sensitive to their children's emotions who agrees with me no, you know exactly so I don't even think my parents you maybe my sister my sister is in the house she probably must have known you know but for many years of my life I actually struggled with depression and that made no sense because to be honest I had no reasons to have depression and that's how you know that is the enemy constantly looking for where to kill steal and destroy so really I had this I was a bright kid I did well in school I had no issues with my parents we were comfortable so really I had no reason for depression but I just battled depression for a very long time and it got even worse at the end of the year who has ever experienced it to be honest later I found out a lot of people struggled it got worse at the end of the year it was almost like everything that year nothing has happened and the more I try to come out of it the deeper I will go into this depth of sorrow and my sister will tell me people ask me what's wrong with you I was like I don't know so why are you sad and miserable I don't know and my sister will tell me what's wrong with you let's laugh Joe let's laugh I'll be like laugh about what's there to laugh about and until for aspirations all I just I just struggled with it for such a long time and this is even when I had no goals or plans or aspirations all I just had to do was go to school pass and go on holiday but that was the plan of the enemy to make me forget all the good things that God had done for me God is really we're not even consequential in God's because really what is time God is is he owns time my my definition of time is not his own definition of time many of us here today are sitting and saying another year has ended I still don't have that job I'm still struggling I still don't have that home I'm still not married I still don't have that child I still haven't come into that place of relevance I still don't have impact the same sickness that bothered me five years ago struggling God again the headaches persist the backache persists my family members are struggling it's like this God does he pay to save him does he pay to save him year after year after year after year the same vicious cycle repeating itself again and then we are this time around and then Christmas goes past and then it's another year and then you say at this time around this time around things will be different and by the middle of the year you're like oh my god and by the end of the year it's Thanksgiving nothing still and then God is saying okay what is Thanksgiving he's saying what is Thanksgiving I want to talk about the lepers Luke 17 11 can you can you go with me to Luke 17 11 I read but I want you to read we have a Bible now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and then he entered a certain village there there he met ten men who were lepers so ten men who were doing a business no money coming through ten men who were looking for their life partners you know ten women who were looking for their life partners ten women who were seeking the face of God for their children and who had sickness disease of the mind the body you say misery likes company because I'm wondering why ten lepers are walking around careful the friends you keep I guess <laughs> anyway these ten lepers so there was a recognition and understanding that God was the one who could deliver them from this the Christ 
and so for us as Christians, as children of God, the body of Christ, when we are faced with troubles and travails, do we recognize and understand that He alone can deliver us from every trouble and every infirmity where we are not able to give thanks to God? They recognized, they understood that, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when He saw them, He said, Go. Okay. They went to the, to, the, to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, they went to the, so they obeyed. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed on his face and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Were they not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. When I read the scripture, sometimes I'm tempted to think that maybe the others way sometimes their healing was not total and complete. Who feels that way sometimes? Because the very fact that this man came back to say thank you is not just to say, Go, your faith has made you well. Perhaps he was talking about the wellness of not just the body. But the wellness of the mind as well the totality of who he is because it's not enough to just be well in your body the mind is a battlefield of the enemy if you have healing in your body you don't have healing in your mind you can never see the goodness of the lord the lord is doing things for you you will find a reason to doubt it ingratitude and maybe because maybe because and that's what brings us into a place of thanklessness ingratitude and we're unable to lift up our voices and give thanks to god no matter how tiny what you did for me was lord i am the one that came back to say thank you and so this morning i'll just like i said i'll just lay the face of when we thank god we do it from a place of revelation we don't do it from a place of beautiful songs that excite our heart and our spirit every word will channel every word in every song will suddenly take on new meaning for us we must be intentional with our thanksgiving and so thanksgiving cannot occur in a vacuum of ignorance thanksgiving cannot occur in a vacuum of ignorance you must be conscious of exactly why you are thanking god if not it's mere words mere words he said he delivered us from the domain of darkness. He says he transferred us into the kingdom of his son. And he said he redeemed us, provided all sins. So he qualified us. He delivered us from all the things that they are doing in your village against your head. You know they say the village people are chasing you. <laughs> Sometimes it's you by yourself. <laughs> he said he transferred us into the kingdom of his son. He said we will sit at the right hand of the father and we will be co-heads with Christ. And he says he redeemed us, providing the forgiveness of sins. Ask you, is that not enough? Is that not enough to thank him? Can you think of the alternative? A life of hopelessness. A lot of people, no matter how much you attain here, you are doomed to eternal damnation. A lot of people who have seen visions of heaven and earth, one constant thing they talk about is the hopelessness of the situation hopelessness of the situation so just that alone is that enough reason for us to thank god but if you say it's not enough okay let's start from the beginning fall of man when adam and eve went and sinned against god he could have said he clothed them off with your head be gone but no in his loving kindness he clothed them and he made provisions for them 
and throughout scripture where God is showing chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter where God is showing us and telling us the things that he has done so that say to us um, a memoriam for us in the days when the enemy starts to whisper to us and say to us your God doesn't have any power he hasn't done anything for you he will find that one small thing that God has not done for you and it will become your Achilles heel that one thing will make you forget everything else that God has done for you and let me tell you the gratitude because very justified eh? you almost feel justified in not coming with a heart of gratitude because you can say I didn't ask you for a well-paying job whoever feels that way sometimes what's the point of giving me a husband that doesn't have money can't even take me out on a date for him but I promise <laughs> I'm laughing, but I promise you, I cancel a lot of people and I hear funny stuff like that. All I just asked for was just one Coke. Is it too hard for him to take me out and buy me Coke? <laughs> <laughs> but you forget the days he prayed for you. You forget the days he was kind and generous to you. You forget the days that, you know, just you just forget all those, you know, that one small thing that God hasn't done for you. And because of that, you rubbish the entire, you know, love of God. And so, why is it hard for us to be thankful? Because sometimes we ascribe power to the wrong source. You get promoted, it is, you're very good at your job, right? Very good at your job. And so every year, you get promoted, you're rising. And after a while, if you're not careful, a haughty spirit. And forget that God is the source of excellence and creativity. And it's not about you. People go out of their ways to do things for you. You're very favored and you say it's because it's because of all the seeds that I've sown. You ascribe glory back to yourself. You ascribe that are not to the God. Sometimes, do you know it's from a place of excitement that we forget to be thankful? Who has ever gone through that? Where you've been hoping for something, praying, hoping, trusting God. And then it happens. You those nine lepers said you're so happy that this has happened. Then that's what happened to those nine lepers. I don't think they did it from a place of ingratitude because they were ostracized. They had been for a very long time. It was something of shame in, in the society at the time. But they got healed and they probably ran off in excitement to go and show people and all sorts of funny those things that they were never able to do before. Maybe jump into the pool and now swim and all sorts of funny things. And in their excitement, they forgot to go back to thank the source of their healing. Success makes us sometimes success and excitement of success makes us not thankful do you know that sometimes an excess of faith can also make you forget to be thankful let me show you how your trust pray it you believe you know scriptures you know the word you know what god's word on that matter says you pray it you believe it and then it happens and it's like before uncle i knew it was going to happen it's like a spiritual arrogance who understands what I'm talking about? It's like a spiritual arrogance. Like It's almost like you think you know the passcode to go. I call the word of God. I know the buttons to press. If I do this and this and this, and I do the word like this, and I call the word of God like this, it will work. And guess what? It does work because the word of the Lord works. It works. The reason why a lot of us don't get results, eh? I don't know what is contained in this book. There is no situation or circumstance that any of us is going through has gone through, I will go through, that will, I will go through that God doesn't already have an answer for. At work, when um, I work in HR, 
there's one thing that the one time you see people know eloquent is when it comes to interpretation of policies ah very eloquent too. then the person can speak on any platform they'll tell you section 5 says that xyz you cannot cheat them of one naira from that policy document and so that's the policy the the employee handbook or your manual is what guides you as an employee in an organization correct and never anything that is shown speaks about salaries benefits travels whatever anything that is your right and your entitlements but then when it comes to the things of god we can't activate scripture the word of god that can answer every single prayer because it says there's one thing that he obeys his word but then there's also that those people who they know the word they know it they live it they can activate it it gives them results but there's a spiritual arrogance that then overtakes them where they move across that line because it's like before Uncle, i knew it was going to happen and sometimes they don't even know when they cross that line so it's almost like now god is a is a, is a into a place of pets in their arms and so they fall into a place of thanklessness always asking always receiving the one that came back to say lord thank you lord i'm the one that came back to say thank you sometimes it's our insatiability discontent it's never enough never enough we're always shifting the goalposts no content I want a job you get a job they give you a promotion after it's not enough oh this company is not they don't take care of employees oh business oh i got an x million contract next you're looking for another company you never come to a place it's never enough it's never enough you never come to a place where you say lord uh, thank you thank you i don't even deserve this one that you've done the cattle's on it i want more because after all the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof you own the cattle's on a thousand hills but you know what lord i'm content thank you for the one that you've done sometimes that's what causes us not to be thankful and then cynical you think and a lack of faith where we don't even agree that god is the one that did it you think that by virtue of the family that you came from there are certain things that are your get so privilege i've seen a billionaire get so broke he couldn't pay his children's school fees this was a billionaire one bad business god is a giver of wealth he can give and he can do what one bad business it's all over one one fallout with government killed him in prison right your family is all over where's mk abiola today dead and gone they killed him in prison right where is his family i don't know that they are that wealthy i don't know that they ever had access to his money because again a lot of africans we don't write wills and we don't put our house one single so that that's well doesn't even transfer from generation to generation one single mistake and it's all over and so we, we start to think that is i tell myself stop everything that we have is our right and our privilege and then sometimes we have had to tell myself stop it this has absolutely nothing to do with you it was by the grace and the mercy of the but forget it absolutely nothing to do with you yes i know that xyz and xyz but forget it anybody else and god will use the foolish things of the world to confine the wise i've seen people who have no you know all of the things that the world would celebrate they have us to show you but yet power success favor just to show you 
that it is God that chooses who he will bless. Last, last. Blessed. Abby? <laughs> it's God that chooses who he will bless. There's this popular song back in the days. It says, I can't remember it to you now. Um, Thank God that man is not God and that God is not man. And if man was God, <laughs> die you. I forgot baby. Who knows that song? Ah, it's something else. <laughs> it's such a silly song. Let me tell you why. <laughs> it says we are supposed to be Christ-like. So which one is thank God that man is not? But we should be crying. <laughs> Don't you think so? But the melody was sweet. I must have danced that song. And my sister taught me that song. <laughs> oh no. My sister taught me that song, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, saved and sanctified from the womb. <laughs> At all, no. <laughs> actually, actually, she was the, she was the igniter of my too. <laughs> because of her, she fought the battles for my family, for the rest of us, so that we wouldn't have to. <laughs> I remember one time, my mother told her, your dad is going to have a, um, a heart attack. I know that it will be because of you. My mother told her that. Because we grew up in a Ethnic family. My grandfather was, so was the very first... Um, was it? I think it was the very first black man to take a position of um, office in the Catholic Church. To now suddenly come with this, <laughs> it was not going that very well at all. <laughs> so she paid the price for the rest of us to be able to come into faith. But anyway, she, she was the one that taught me that song. <laughs> so, how <laughs> to be like God. So we are thankful. <laughs> We ought to, we ought to aspire to be like God, because that's the whole concept of Christianity, right? To be Christ-like, to be Christ-like. And so, he says, what well, honors God? Why should we thank him? Why should we thank him? Because it honors God. It's an expression and recognition of the greatness and the power and the might of God. That's what it is. It's saying who is like unto you amongst the gods who is like you glorious in holiness fearful in praises i lift up my hands to the hills from where does my help come from my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth come into his gates with thanks forever oh sing and praise the name of the lord for the lord is good and his mercy endures forever oh thanksgiving is returning glory back to the father he says because it's also of your life your creator your maker your king he says, because it's also commanded in scripture, we must obey the commands of God that we must thank. So the, the, the psalm is littered with thanksgiving, littered. But what a shame that in our time and our generation, I can say, what is the psalm of your life? Where are those words that you've written, that you've kept as a memorial to what God has done so that the next generation after you can look back and see it's to the Lord for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever it says we must give thanks because of the consequences of a discontent bitterness cynicism discontent things that rob your peace never enough and so thanksgiving on circumstance around you know and takes into a new place where it doesn't matter what the situation and circumstance around you is it doesn't matter like, let me tell you something, even if at the end of time, all the things you hoped for did not happen, as long as you're reconciled back to the Father and seated at says, God, it's all okay. 
that's your work done and then he also says you know that a thankful heart and a focused person you know for you to fragrance to the lord melts the heart of the father and opens the doorway for you to walk through because god loves praise he does he loves how he loves praise and so he then says how how exactly do we do this this thanksgiving because it's not just about your lifestyle singing songs and we are following how to sing it says your lifestyle you will thank him with your lifestyle you live a thankful life in everything that you do true repentance and obedience to god's command because you're thankful that he's your father god is saying you will thank him with your heart you will thank him with your heart giving unto others what he has done for you as a way to show your thanksgiving and he says in prayer you will pray you will open your mouth and thank you father pray and say thank you father for everything that you have done thank you father even when i don't feel like thanking you thank you father mary was a young girl she could not have been i can't remember her age now but i don't think she was up to 20 and then she's going about her normal business maybe probably trying to get into university maybe in her first or second year in university but she was a young girl trying to come into her own angels coming to be now able to do makeup fix her hair all of those things the next thing one angel is coming to come and tell her that she's going to come and be pregnant how is the pregnancy going to happen and then you're going to give birth to a son and he'll be the measure of the world it's like i don't understand now what is all that one why did you just allow me to live my life that must have been very overwhelming for a young girl like that never happened before if it happened in our time and generation it would be okay because now there's an example it's happened before but it had never happened before you go and tell a young girl that but then what did she do look one that prayer comes from you know she lifted up her voice and said you know look one he said my soul glorifies the lord look one 46 my soul glorifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior what's there to rejoice about they just told you you're going to get by remote control i don't know well by proxy i don't know something by bluetooth <laughs> is that better <laughs> you're going to get and you're saying my soul glorify my spirit rejoices in god my savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servants and from now all generations will call me blessed from where i'm standing that didn't sound like any great thing because really what was that all about did they really believe that jizma of the world and why me like why me why don't you just find somebody else how do i deal with the stigma of trying to explain to people that i'm pregnant but i didn't have sex with anybody the son of the living god that will be the redeemer and the savior of the world like really they probably say look she needs psychiatric evaluation this girl has gone cuckoo do you understand but she found it in her heart to praise the lord praise and, and lift up her voice in praise he says we we'll thank him with praise i will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart god while the rest of us are so blessed they're just you know they have opportunities to always raise praise unto god while the rest of us wait on them but we thank him with praise and then he says we thank him with our gifts and with our offering you see a lot of times the body of christ has been under attack a lot lately we have been negligent of our responsibilities 
and so they have had to do some gimmicks to a place of understanding coercing and um, what's the word all of those things to get us to a place of understanding that we need to give if we have an understanding of what thanksgiving is and that giving is an act of thanksgiving then no man of god or woman of god should ever stand in front of the pulpit and tell anybody about giving because you give from a place of understanding you give to say lord thank you for what you did i give back to this work so that it can be done for, so that another can hear of you can come into the knowledge of christ will spread be saved redeemed sanctified and it can be done for them and that way the gospel of christ will spread if we come into that understanding of thanksgiving talk about giving the man of god or any minister of a gospel should ever stand on the pulpit and talk about giving ever so we the body of christ have failed in that responsibility we will thank him you're looking for how to thank me i'll tell you it's not that you jumped and sang in church today that's nice and great but that's just one so you will thank me with your gifts and your offering dave you know with the philip cover covenant was coming back after more than 20 years you know with the philistines when he was coming back for every six spaces so that's three four five six right he killed you know an ox or cow for whatever and did that all the way from philippines back to israel and even his wife was like what manner of foolishness is this because that was extravagant that was moves audacious but that was a man who understood that thanksgiving moves the heart of god and the heart of the father this is the ark of the covenant that when he stayed in obedi dom's house his whole family prospered had been gone for many years and remember the ark of the covenant represented the presence so in those days and times when things were like um, symbols represented god and you know or that's your, that was your own understanding it was a very big deal some could have said well he's only coming back to his rightful place after all it was meant to be here it was because they won us in battle they took it so we're only taking back once i got to us whoever feels that way sometimes when something happens once i got a job the job was i won't lie it was not bad at all at all everything i ever wanted in a job but you know what i don't even think i told anybody apart from maybe my father i just it was almost like once i just psh, almost like a psh. And you know where I did that from? Like, I don't understand what the big deal. This is where I should have been in the first instance. I don't even know why it took. Do I realize I could have? What manner of arrogance? What manner of arrogance? Do I realize I could have still toiled for many more years? I wasn't better than anybody else. But I didn't know more than anybody else. It was not my right. God just chose to give it to me. It took me months before I understood. I really could have said I had actually walked in, in arrogance and thanklessness. So the Israelites could have said, which is probably how David's wife felt. I don't understand what all this killing ram is all about. What's the big deal? It was supposed to be here anyways. If you did not go and lose that battle or whoever it was, if they didn't lose that battle, wouldn't it have been here? So what's all this plenty serere that you're doing? But David understood pull in scripture. Thanksgiving moves the heart of the father. And that's why he remains our example in scripture. That's why he wrote the Psalms for us. And today, all of us still say the thing, praise and pray with the Psalms. And then he says, one other thing, you will thank me with your testimony. So remember, the whole purpose of this sermon is just to, for us to be intentional about our thanksgiving. We don't want to thank, so he says you will just 
nice songs that make us feel happy we want to thank him intentionally so he says you will thank me with your testimony because your testimony he has this body have you heard what the lord has done he has destroyed the works of satan he has given us victory ah that's why we say oh say he has destroyed the works of satan satan's plan that you would die in that accident that satan's plan that, that when you go into the delivery room to have a child you will not come out or that baby will and they will disgust satan's plan that says that you will put your hand in the till they will catch you and they will disgrace you on the national platform that satan's plan that says that you will that you will ought to be taken care of as your daughter and you want to sleep with her that satan's plan that you will perverse everything that you see and all you will see you will never see any holiness you see evil that you will be hooked on pornography you'll be hooked on drugs you'll be hooked on alcohol satan's plan that sexual depravity of every imaginable skill that's satan's plan that you will never come into the fullness of god satan's plan that three, three kpi know the joy of the lord he has only three 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 kpis kill steal destroy from mary night he just wakes up from morning to night okay what can i steal from mary what can i kill in uju's life what can i destroy here yeah, they'll say ah in pastor fred's life how can i disgrace pastor fred how can i make sure that when people here they'll say ah all these men of god that's why i don't go to church all these men of god and so he says you will thank your calling testimony that somebody needs to hear what he has done that that thing you're calling nothing is something that that thing no matter how little it's given it's not about somebody into the place of salvation and revelation and so that your thanksgiving is not about a sunday service the sunday service is just the gathering for us to be able to with the help of the instruments and the musicians but that's where it that's where it starts that you will thank him with your life you will thank him with your songs you will thank him with your testimony there are two levels him with everything inside of you. There are two levels of thanksgiving. Two levels of thanksgiving. The thanksgiving, and let me explain, before the fact and the thanksgiving that is after the fact. And let me explain. Something happens, God has done something for you, and you come and raise up only to the thank you for what you've done. It's all nice and good and great. But God is calling us today to the thanksgiving. No, that's after the facts is we thank you oh lord you've done, you're looking at it but then god is calling us to a thanksgiving that is before the facts when you're looking at a hopeless situation you don't see any way out no way out as in you've run from pillar to post and you're getting lord does but still you raise up your hands and you give thanks to the lord how funny Jesus must have looked when he stood at the at the tomb in front of he wasted four days and raised his hands and started giving thanks. It's already bad enough who he wasted four days before coming. Remember, Lazarus was sickle. Those ones were Jesus was busy. As the world says, Jesus is afraid. We just call it now. This problem Jesus was busy doing what I don't know. Lazarus died. <laughs> Lazarus died. After he died, they buried him. Jesus, 
someone that did so, so much for this friend. Four days later, someone that they buried four days. I just already said he came. That's when Jesus rocks up. Annoying shot. Where is he? <laughs> that Jesus would have been very annoying shot. <laughs> did God, eh? He just went against everything the world knew and understood. He just, he just did him. He just did God, eh? Exactly as he liked. He rocked up in front and said, where is it? Where is it? And what are you giving thanks for? The man has died. <laughs> they must have been so angry. I know I would be like, what's on this one? <laughs> but he did that to teach us that even in spite of our whole, oh, you guys don't know, that history remains God. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys don't understand. Ah, you don't understand. Ah, I promise you, everybody you know. Is dealing with something everybody you know don't get it twisted forget what the outside looks like in spite of your sit forget what you see with your human eyes but when in spite of your situation and circumstance you can raise up your hand and say father Lord I give you thanks if I nothing clear When they find nothing clinically wrong with you and eight years you're still waiting for a child i give you thanks raise your hand and say father lord i give you thanks for who you are i give you thanks because i'm not condemned because the blood of christ oh lord say uh, ah you went and made a way for me i seated at the right hand of the father so because of that i have hope i have a life in christ child will die they tell you that your child will die and you hold that child and you are saying father lord i offer him back up to you the one who gave him to me then you understand understand that god you understand and so you will thank him with your testimony before it happens the hills i don't want to hear your testimony after it happens I want you to thank him before it happens. The ultimate act. I want you to thank him before it happens. It is the ultimate act of faith. I want you to thank him before it happens. Raise up your voices and thank him before it happens. Because I know that thank you, Lord, because I know that the children will come. Lord, I thank you, Lord, because I know that everything that I struggled with, oh God, that you've already redeemed and sanctified in my young. Thank you because, Lord, I thank you for your saving grace, oh God. Lord, I thank you because I know that every prayer there is an answer to my soul, God, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I thank you for your power and your revealing grace, oh God. Lord, I thank you for a heart that cries after you, oh God. Lord, I thank you, oh God. I thank you for you are God Almighty. Oh thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. I thank you. I thank you, oh God. Before it happened. We will learn to thank him before it happens.
We will learn to thank him before it happens. God, I will seek to thank him before it happens. Undeserving, I am so God, undeserving, but still, you found me worthy to use, oh God. So this morning, God is calling us to thank Him intentionally. God is calling us to thank Him with intention. Thank Him deliberately. Thank Him strategically. Thank Him carefully. Thank Him of praise. Thank Him. Thank Him. When the enemy meant that you would die on your waiting table, the Lord delivered you from the hands of the evil one. and you didn't know what to do the Lord brought healing when you were accused falsely they said you will not vindicated you when they said you will not get married the Lord gave you a man that loved you it went sickness of flaws when sickness and disease ravaged your body the Lord went in and brought you to the Father. He laid his healing hands upon you, the Bible of Gilead, and you were restored back to the heart of the Father. When there was no food on the table, he made a way, he provided daily bread. He set a table in the presence of your enemies. Oh, that they will know that there's a God. The one who heals, the one who saves, the one who can deliver. Um, too difficult for you to do, oh God. Is there anything impossible for you to do, oh God? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh God, Father. And so I thank you for every prayer out of from the struggle that goes up to the heart of God, Father. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your saving grace, oh God. Shut up, you bastard! 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 Shut up, you bastard!